Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. Absolute treasure today in uh, my new guest. I'm very, very excited for this one. Uh, I've been chasing him around for a while. Finally got him on, finally strapped him. 175 games with the Geelong, Sydney and the Giants. Drafted a pick 57 out of beautiful Bunyip. He's yeah, 100... Rookie draft there, mate. Rookie draft. 199 centimetres and 108 kilos. How, how close is that? Uh, pretty, pretty close. I'm a little bit lighter than that now. I was 108 at the start of pre-season. <laughs> he was a premiership player with the Swans in 2012. Kevin Sheedy medalist in 2014. It's my great mate... Shane Mufford. Shane, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, Dill. Are you excited to be on? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's the top-rated podcast around the world, you keep telling me. It is, mate. It is. It's, uh, it's been great. And uh, thanks for all the listeners. We've been uh, getting a lot of support lately. Uh, as you can believe, Shane, we uh, have a lot of listeners, and they've all been very excited to hear your story. So let's get into it, mate. It's been an incredible ride for yourself. Uh, plenty of ups and downs, and I'm sure there's plenty more ups to come. Um, my first question, what is a bunyip? <laughs> I think it's a mythical creature. It is. Uh, I've got no idea, mate. Do you know uh, there's a legend of a legend of Bunyip? Of Bunyip or yeah. of the Bunyip, the the uh, the mythical creature. Both. Both. Oh, the, oh I, I wouldn't mind hearing the story about Bunyip, mate. I don't know what it is. I was hoping that you would know. <laughs> so you haven't done your research? No, not at all. You've done a lot for this podcast, haven't yeah. you? You've had weeks to prepare. You've dodged me five or six times, and now you're still not ready with the uh, I was. I actually, for me. seeing as though you have a tattoo of a bunyip on your foot, I thought you might know what it is. I'm pretty sure that's a tigger, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my research has gone down the drain. So, mate, I'm going to go back to it. So you're playing down at Bunyip. Bunyip? Bunyip. Interesting place, that one. <laughs> and then... A mate you're playing with... I'm not actually quite sure on the story. So you're playing down at Bunyip, and yep. then a mate you're playing with is down at Geelong VFL. Is uh, that how so it worked? it was a mate, um, one of my mate's brothers. James. And he wanted you to try out down at the VFL? Uh, yeah, so I decided that I was going to try and play in the VFL somewhere. Yeah. Um, and due to having them down there, um, I basically went down there and had a weekend in Geelong, stayed at um, Gary Ablett Jr.'s house. Because um, really? Jace Davenport was uh, was living with him, so I spent the weekend down there and yeah. like like what I saw around Geelong, and um, yeah, went down there to, to try out for the team. So we had Tommy Stewart on last week, and um, I'm now realising you were a bit of a, a pioneer in the mature age drafting process. <laughs> Is that actually how, so? You were how old were you when you got picked up? I was 20, 21. There you go. Mm. So you so not not really, not really that old, mate. But oh, it's old. Geez, I'm old now. These days, that's that's old. Um, back in the day, playing down at Bunyip as an eighteen-year-old, you know, through to your when you joined the VFL, I'm, I'm, I've heard that you, you know, you're packing some serious kgs back then. Um, oh, some so you, have, you have, have done your research. Like, some, <laughs> some weights have flown around. I want to put these rumours to bed. How heavy did you get to back then? Your first and foremost, so how heavy? Did I reckon you get at, to? My, at my peak, I peak? was pushing the the hundred and thirty kegs. So I was waddling around the footy field at Bunyip. One hundred and thirty kegs. Yeah, it was. It wasn't easy losing the weight. I think I was chafing in just about every uh, every different area I possibly could when I started running around Bunyip. <laughs> and this is where is this where the like the first sausage nickname had come from? Uh, yeah, that was at a mate's mate's birthday party back in the day. So back, the, the back legend the, the legend is, from my understanding, is one sausage to one Jack Daniels post game. 
<laughs> no, it was actually Jim Beam. Jim Beam. G- Jim Beam came, mate. <laughs> so that was what it was. It was a. It was at a mate's birthday. Every time I went and grabbed another another beverage, I uh, grabbed a couple of snags off the barbie, <laughs> and I got through quite a few beverages that day. So I'm guessing the the total of sausages was uh, right up there. How many do you reckon? I, I, well, I, my recollection is probably not great because <laughs> it was uh, it was quite a big afternoon, but it would have been mid mid twenties to. To thirty, so there's a loaf of bread. That's impressive. A whole lot of tomato sauce. I think Shorey worked out the <laughs> calories one day. It was about a week's worth of calories in a, in a six-hour period. So, mate, when you moved to the um, the VFL um, up in Geelong, you said you you know you went up there and stayed with Gaz, um, who's also a big fan. Um, when did you realise <laughs> from then you sort of had to get fit? Because you know me knowing you now and from what you've come to now, um, you're obviously one of the hardest workers I've sort of seen at a footy club, and it's hard for me to see what you would have been like back then what was the change um oh, my diet was uh was yeah, less less than great um i think yeah from the age of three till i was 21 i didn't actually eat any vegetables or very limited fruit it was the uh, the meat and uh, vegemite diet um vegemite sandwiches and or meat and roast potato was about the only veggie i'd eat so um for me the biggest thing was the the change of diet um, when I was at the VFL in Geelong, I was still about 112 kilos, so I'd managed to drop a fair bit of weight, but um, yeah, not not enough to, to where I needed to be. Um, and it was due to the fact that I was beating some ex-AFL ruckmen in the VFL. Mm. I um, was beating them at 112 kilos, so something clicked in the mind and went, all right, let's let's uh, let's give this a shot and see where we can end up. Yeah, bloody oath. Um, and then from there, you obviously debuted for Geelong in round six that year you got dropped the next game unfortunately <laughs> a bit similar to me last year I think year. I had three touches in my first game but that's pretty good d- didn't sleep the night before going up against Big Aaron Sanderlands is that who was against Fremantle Fremantle night game over there not the ideal prep when you're a, a young fella going up against him in your first game what were your memories you of that one then well, I didn't really sleep the <laughs> night before I think I was stressing about what I was going to do <laughs> got out there and uh, yeah I think my first touch went to uh, was a turnover handball back in through the middle of the ground oh. Uh, but we did come back from about 30 points down uh, three-quarter time and, and won the game. So it was one I won't forget anytime soon. No, for sure. Um, and the next season, you played 18 games. You actually laid 71 tackles in that in your second year, which is incredible. I think it's nearly the most tackles to games ratio. I think the, the reason for that was Jimmy Bartel had uh, made a bet with me f- I was a, a bit, bit tight on money being a little young rookie there. Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, if you get 10 tackles in a game, I'll take you out for dinner. So that was my aim, to try and get 10 tackles a week so I didn't have to go pay for dinner <laughs> one night a week. That's perfect. Did he stay there to his word? Yeah, he did. Took me out. Oh, Jimmy. Well done to him. But then, unfortunately, you missed out on finals that year. So did you get dropped for finals or were you injured? I, I got dropped just before the finals when uh, Brad Otten's come back. Right. And what year was that, sorry? Oh, that would have been 2007. Um, Eight nine Eight, nine two thousand nine. So post Geelong, oh it was. So post Geelong two thousand nine, you decided to make the move up to Sydney. Yep. How did all that come about? Was that purely just because of Ottens was there? There was more yeah. opportunity in Sydney. I was. Uh, I think I was third or fourth in line. Um, yeah, missing out on the grand final. I was like, well, yeah, well, where to from here? Um, and then Sydney had approached me with a, yeah. a long term deal, um, potential of being that number one ruckman. Um, which has worked out amazingly well in the end. Yeah, it, uh, it was a very tough decision at the time, um, but it was one I'm very, very glad I made. 100%. And what was it like 
those first like couple of years up there in the Swans, were you guys pre- pressing as much as you were at 2012? Like obviously you won it then, but um, I think we'd always been been thereabouts. Um, yeah, like we see with the Swans, they never really dropped too far away, and mm. um, we were going okay. But yeah, that that 2012 year was was something special. A lot spoke about with the Swans, and I suppose I don't know if it's is it a thing or if it, is it just what you know the public speak about? But they speak about that bloods culture, and obviously no no dickheads policy. Yeah, how did that go? And was it actually was it a thing? Was it spoke about between the four walls, or was it more of just an outside perception? No, I think it's more they they only go after the players. Um, that they wanted to, yep. um, and if you you weren't up to that sort of that standard, um, they wouldn't go after you to start with. Yep. That's why they didn't go after me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's pretty many good. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you played in a yeah, so obviously played in a super successful team. You're fortunate enough and uh, worked hard enough to win the flag in 2012. It must have been such a, a bittersweet. Uh, and a bit of a relief after missing out with the Cats in, in 2009. Yeah, that was. Um, I was probably quite lucky to play in that, that game. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know whether I actually did tweak my hammy, but uh, on the, the main training session before the, the grand final, I was actually back in the rooms, um, thought, I, thought I was done. Yeah. My so, uh, did ha- hammy got a bit, bit tight, but I don't know whether it was coming from my back or not. And then uh, I had the, the fitness test in the warm-up of the game. And did they scan it? No, we didn't. Just didn't, didn't want to know. Didn't want, I didn't want to know. Yeah. Um, so we just sort of see how how it felt, and it was whether I could get through the warm up in the the game, and uh, thankfully I did. Far out. Um, I managed to play it all three quarter time, and then I was uh, I was sub, sub, subbed out of the game. Hashtag the difference. <laughs> I think we were three goals down when I got subbed out, and then uh, we come out and we won the game. So that must have been incredible going into a grand final. Like obviously you want to be at your best. Yeah, and through that midweek. Oh, mate, I was so stressed for that. The few days after, just waiting to. Did see you think what was you were going to miss out? Um, I didn't know. Like yeah. it was just because I hadn't done sort of too much before the captain's run. I was like, well, um, captain's run. I didn't really do a lot. Yeah. I was like, let's just give it the best chance to heal and then run out in the, the morning of the grand final. And it's amazing that may they... have felt it a little bit in the warm up, yeah. but. Yeah, when you're there, there's no yeah. way you're uh, you're going to give up, are you? It's amazing that you um that they didn't scan it. Like you can obviously tell they probably thought it was it was yeah, well, something there. I don't know whether they thought that or whether because my back was playing up a right. little bit as well at the time. So it was it was a fifty fifty, and I'm thank God they didn't scan it. Who was the um, emergencies those days? Do you remember? Oh, I've got no idea. Yeah, you'd have to look that one up for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what was your memories of that of that final series besides? Besides that, you guys absolutely dominated really that that year. Um, was there any big games that sort of stood out to you? Uh, to be honest, I think the six weeks after the grand final ruined my memory <laughs> of all the finals before. So, <laughs> what were the ce- what were the celebrations like post win? Because there is some there is some famous vision when I did actually did do a little bit of research was of you missing the bus. Yeah, I missed missed the bus the, the morning after the grand final. <laughs> I rolled back into the hotel. And, um, I think it was about fifty minutes before we had to leave, and went up and laid down on the bed. And I think I missed it by about ten minutes. So I walked down and went to jump on the bus with all the boys. And oh no, it's all the the partners and the girlfriends and stuff were on the bus, and all the oh no, the boys have already gone. So I was like, oh great, I'm off to a good start here. But at least I did one better than uh, Reece Shaw. Never actually made the. 
Did he not rock he, up? He didn't make the thing at all. He had to meet us on the way to the airport. <laughs> Does anyone know where he went? Uh, he was in his room asleep, but no one could get in there, so they um, they just left him. Um, so 2013 trade uh, with the Giants pops up post grand final. Um, talk us through that. What happened? What happened there? What was in your thoughts? Um, you've just won a you just want a flag, and normally players when you just want a flag, you sort of think I'm going to hang around, maybe win another one. But yeah, well, I um, my well to, be, well to be fair, my body probably wasn't. Um, going as well as I would have liked yeah. um, my knee had been giving me grief for a bit here and there and I don't think the Swans sort of had the the faith in, in my body anymore um, and then it was sort of getting later on and later on through the year and there was no contract put forward to me there was nothing there mm. um, my manager thought something must have been up yep. um, turns, which out, turn, there. turns <laughs> out there was something definitely up with uh, with Buddy going there That's it, yeah, That's I still remember that as like one of the biggest shocks ever because I think well, he was coming to the Giants. He was going to the, I, I thought everyone yeah. thought he was going to the Giants, let alone I think probably the club was paying for him to fly up here to meet with them yeah. and then he was probably just meeting, <laughs> Done the meeting the, the Swans on the way home. Um, yeah, I think took everyone by surprise. I think there was only, from what I was told, there was only two or three people that actually knew about it at the, the Swans at the time. Incredible. So, um, yeah, it really uh, threw me out. Once that sort of came out, I knew that, yeah, there was uh, there was obviously no cash. Be no, no, no deal there for me. So uh, we started looking looking elsewhere. And what were your memories of that time? So like, was Giants the only option, or was there any other teams that were floating around? No. So it was either the Giants and both Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, were, were sniffing around, and uh, I love the Sydney lifestyle. Yeah. Like I'm sure you've since you've been up here. Yeah. See all your Instagrams on the beach and your little your little sunset posts <laughs> and things like that. So. Um, I know how much you love it here, mate. I know. Um, I was exactly the same. Yeah. The um, the lifestyle we have up here, and being able to walk around and not um, not talk to people in the, the supermarkets about how badly or how well you're going. Oh, it's incredible. Um, that's great. Yeah, Sydney is. Uh, no, I can definitely understand that now. When you see guys opting to stay up in Sydney, it's such a such a beautiful space. Um, and uh, yeah, one would call it God's country. Uh, <laughs> mate, throughout your career, your, your tackling and your physical presence for a big man has been has been really second to none. The boys, the, all the boys, and I've been lucky enough to play with you uh, recently. Uh, we all stand a bit taller when we we play with you. Is this something that you always had, or is it something that you had to work on? No, I think playing back down at Bunyip. Um, you weren't getting too many kicks coming to your lace out. So yep. you had to go win your own ball if you wanted to get, get a touch. So I think it's something I've always done. I've always been a bit of a competitor. And if the, there's a ball there to be won, I'm, I'm more than happy to throw myself in to win it all. Because I'm a bit slower than most. I'm usually second to the ball, so that's why I get so many tackles, mate. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I might use that as an excuse. <laughs> um, mate, we have a, we have a special, uh, special message. There's been a few of them, but this is one of your victims. Snags Mumford. Great to see you back out on the field, mate. Uh, but just to let you know, last year was great uh, not having you out there because uh, I didn't have to keep looking over your shoulders to see where you were, uh, especially after our last encounter. We all know which way that went. The best of kicks for Duncan. Oh! oh the big mummify. By golly, damn! So uh, all the best this week, mate. Um, hopefully you don't play too well and um, I can maybe get one back on you. Go Cats. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. I uh, hope you've cu- recovered all right. I know they're still picking a few pieces of you up from the Oval down there at Canberra. <laughs> Do you rate that one as um, up there as one of your best? Um, I think it's one I've definitely seen the most. Yeah. Um, every time it pops back up on Facebook, I've got five or six different people tagging me, which I'm, I'm sorry you do too, Mitch. Sorry about that. 
I know you're an avid listener of this show. He is. He's a big fan, um, and he's he's pretty pretty pumped to um, feature. He'll be on soon, <laughs> mate. A, a game I really want to touch on um, is one that I actually watched when I wasn't up here, but uh, it gets spoken of a lot by everyone that around the club. Is the qualifying final at ANZ Stadium against the Swans? I think it was in two thousand and something. And uh, it was obviously against your, your old side, Crosstown Rivals, and it was a club's first final win. Um, coaches always say, you know, in those big games, I want you to empty the tank. But apparently that was genuinely the case. Like, you, that, after that game, you'd literally given everything you could. Um, I think just about everyone in the team yeah. had that day. It was, um, yeah, that was something special. Uh, I always get a bit extra fire in the belly when we're coming up against the Swans being the old team. But, um, yeah, everyone around... Um, got on board that day I think the Swans actually complained about us being too physical apparently wow yeah yeah boys were hitting a bit hard on that day <laughs> that's not a great thing <laughs> to complain about mate so past that talk us through retirement um and again the, the big question is did you actually want to retire or was it Josh Kelly just wanted too much money <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely Chuka wanted way too much cash uh no my, my body um I guess with the injury I had we just you didn't know how it was going to heal. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very thankful that it has healed the way it did and I've, I've been able to get that second chance at coming back this year. But at the time, um, yeah, I think everyone's seen how I pull up after games, yeah. the physical way I play. I had a lot of lot of sore areas, but the, the foot, not knowing how that was going to heal and um, I guess what it was going to end up like, uh, as well as having the, the job put to me straight away. I had a nice nice job to be able to roll into. Ruck's um, coach. Ruck coach at the Giants, um, slash an ambassador role. So I was getting around and meeting all the corporates and doing yep. things like that. So Shaking hands. Shaking hands. Kissing Some, babies. Something I've always been good at, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was a, a bit of a, an easy one for me. Um, my body had ha- had enough at the time and uh, I had a nice job to go into. So... Like you, a bit of security is always nice, mate. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know a lot about that, but uh, <laughs> oh, don't nice. worry, I'm, I'm year to year at the moment, mate. <laughs> I can't see him handing out any t- sort of long term deal to me. Um, so when you retired, obviously you, you just touched on it. You had the job, um, it was all going well. But then you started doing a bit of boxing off sides. You had a couple. Was it two fights? Two fights. Two wins. Two wins. Two, two knockouts. Yeah. Uh, one knockout. One, yeah, one knockout. Second yeah. one was TKO. So how did um, you enjoy that? Uh, that was one of the biggest challenges I've ever had. Yeah. Um, to to learn a sport that I had absolutely nothing, no, no knowledge of at all. I think I used to dodge the boxing sessions when oh. they were here because I just didn't want to hurt my hands or anything like that. So um, I was going in completely blind, had no idea what to expect, and um, getting up in that ring, I don't think I've any been any more nervous oh. um, than doing that. Even the second fight, I wasn't much better than the first. There is nothing worse than a pre-season session. And blokes can talk it up and say they love it, but there's no way they do. You get in the ring and you've just got to beat the crap out of each other for half an hour. And I remember my first year at Carlton, we did this, this you'd session. Go, you'd throw them all right, though, wouldn't you, mate? You for about five seconds. Five <laughs> seconds. I've got, I've got a little spit of energy, then I'll just get it kicked out. Actually, you know what? No, I didn't throw them well at all. I, I was a liar. I was a liar. <laughs> Big haymakers. I was just trying to sound cool. No, we... Um, we used to do this one. I can't remember what happened, but I must have been late to a meeting or something like that. And we had four players around the ring, and I'll, I'll never forget. I think it was Aaron Joseph, Mitch Robinson, Andrew Walker, <laughs> all blokes that can throw, and Chris Yaron. And I was in the middle, and I had to fight one by one around with each bloke. And I, I still like it was the hardest 
thing I've ever done in my life. That day, so it was there was all the first year players. Um, Josh Bootsma, remember Josh? He got knocked out cold. <laughs> Another player, Matt Lodge, broke his nose. And, um, yeah, I think I just have permanent mental... So the boxing sessions were cancelled after that day? Seriously. I'm still I'm still scarred from it. But, um, no, massive respect for boxers. I don't know how they do it, to be honest. It's not even the punching. It's the feet. Uh, My legs burn up. It's the <laughs> moving your legs. Yeah, um, the, the constant... And then trying to avoid being hit... Um, oh, I yeah, know you my, go, my go in with a combo and then you, you think, you're going to do this and you get punched in the face. You can't even remember what it is. No. <laughs> my biggest thing was trying to breathe. Yeah, Because exactly. you're, so, you're so nervous and not sure what to expect. I don't think I'd breathe for my whole first round. So by the time I got to the end of that round, I was completely gassed. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, obviously, something that did pop up as well, in uh, just as you are about to come up, you obviously had the bit of the scandal that, that rocked up from a few years ago. Um, obviously, it rocked you. Um, it was obviously something that happened in, in the past, but um, you handled it with, with absolute, uh, you know, as, as well as you can. Can you, can you indulge on how that sort of was for you and, and your family at the time? It must have been really tough. Oh, mate, it was um, extremely hard. Um, even now, like, I still get a bit funny talking yeah. about it, like knowing that my boys um, are going to see their old man being an absolute idiot um, from years ago. Like, there's yeah. no way that they're not going to see it. Um, so I guess the fact that, what can you, you 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 want your kids to to be brought up right, and you try and yeah. tell them to do one thing, but then they're going to go out and see their old man being a an absolute moron. Like it's it's not ideal. Um, and then just the everything through the media, like all these sort of things, um, the stress that it put on my wife, um, my family, um, everyone around me. Like it's it's not a good look. I'm just thankful that the uh, the footy club. Um, was still willing to give me that the second chance to, to come back because it could have um, completely derailed everything. Yeah, of course. And um, I suppose this year, and the way you've sort of handled the situation between the four walls has been nothing but um, that nothing but amazing. And uh, the utmost respect to you and and your family and how you've all handled it. Um, I just can't wait to see you back in action and really responding. And um, yeah, can't wait to see you back out there and doing what you do best. Because, um, mate, like you said. You're a great man, and uh, those those things can happen to, to anyone, really. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on. So we're back now. You're back playing, which is incredible. Um, Can't wait. 12 months off. Yeah. Well, 18, what is it, 18 months since I've played or something? 18 said. months since you've played a game. Um, when did it actually occur to you that you wanted to throw the boots back on? Because I remember a few training <laughs> sessions last year that you'd come help out, and you'd be pantsing pretty much everyone out here. Yeah, well, let's be honest, mate. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was probably midway through the year. Uh, my foot was starting to feel, or was feeling really good. I'd done all the rehab on it. Um, was yeah, it, was like it also the mental, just mentally, just not knowing that you just didn't have to back up on it as well? Um, yeah, I think having the break, yeah. everything else has had a, had a good chance to recover and heal. And um, yeah, like you said, I was joining in as many training sessions as as uh, Cambo was allowing me yeah. early on it. I wasn't allowed to join in too many, but as the the season progressed, um, and like you said, after that, that probably that one session when I had all all four ruckmen one after another and um, took them all down, <laughs> um, that was when we sort of went, oh, geez, can I can I do it again? Yeah. Um, and I think the the boxing with the footwork and things like that and getting me moving helped. more biomechanically yeah. has certainly helped me uh, be able to step and move and. Um, 
it's been really beneficial for me. So I think it's something I'll probably encourage the uh, the young rucks to do when I'm back coaching again, yeah. whether it be the end of this year or the end of next year or yeah. five years down the track if I'm still playing, mate. Yeah, no, never cap it, mate. Long-term deal. You never know. <laughs> um, what are you most looking forward to? Obviously, there's a the tackling, but is it just getting back with the boys? Um, I, think, I think, yeah, it's just the, the camaraderie of uh, when you have a big win. Yeah. Um, that even that first 15 20 minutes in the rooms after after a big win you know you, you know the feeling like you're sitting around you're talking about the game you're, you're up and about sure he's put on some tunes and the boys start dancing and carrying on yep yeah no it's exciting mate. i can't wait to can't wait to be out there with you um earlier again we touched on but you've copped a lot of shit over your career for this uh for the for the sausage nickname <laughs> Um, this is something I found out last week chatting you, but is it true you're actually looking to collaborate with any sausage companies out there for a Shane Sausage Mumford <laughs> local m- sausage m- uh, m- line? Mummy snags. Mummy snags. Well, I figure with the amount I've eaten over the years, I'm a bit of a connoisseur. 100%. So um, with all these um, new sausages and that coming out, these fresh flavours and things like that, I've, I reckon I could come up with a few good flavours myself. So if there's anyone out there... Any sausage, yes. line, any sausage makers looking yes. to uh, do a bit of a collab with me? Hit us up. Here, hit me up. Go through the Dylan friends. Yes, I'll take a cut and uh, <laughs> we'll all be happy. We've obviously, as well, we've got the, the Carlton Draft t-shirts on. We love the boys down at Carlton Draft. They do a great job. Very, very funny guys. What's that one? The Shane Yeah, a bit of, bit of self, <laughs> self-promotion here, mate. I was, uh, I was asked to, to wear it in by the, the bloke in front of me. It's a great um, shirt. But it is a great shirt. and. All my mates back home have been hitting me up to, to give them one, but uh, yeah, that's get online, get online and yourself. go buy them. Uh, Carlton Draft on Instagram and Facebook, um, they know what they're doing down there, the boys. So uh, yeah, help them out. Um, Shane, mate, that's uh, that's about it. We've uh, we've covered it all. Thank you so much for. Oh, we we did want to cover cover you a little bit as well, mate. What was that? Oh, I just thought we might cover you, burning blokes inside fifty. And- <laughs> What have you got to say about that, mate? Oh, I, don't... I reckon there was a couple on the weekend. I just don't want to see it. I want, what's something I really want to get out of your game, mate? The burning inside the, the 50. The burning inside 50 because you're not going to be able to afford all these fines if you keep doing it. Well, mate, the money talks because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's just putting the scores on the board six points every yeah. time. Oh, and also, uh, rumour has it, like oh, no. I... Uh, have, have you hit up any uh, like any jewelers or any anyone on your show yet, mate? Is this <laughs> is this true? I, I heard not true at all. Apparently, you're in uh, <laughs> in looking at rings the other day, and you were telling them about your podcast and how you'd mention it. They gave you a discount. And is, is this true? That's a stitch up. No, can we, can that, confirm or deny? That is not true. But if there is any jewelers out there listening, and they do want to, they do want to help us out. Um, I'm looking for some bling. Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing else in particular. So, um, just a nice big rock. From, yeah, from what I hear, mate. For myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be made into a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shane, Shane, Shane. Uh, mate, again, it's been fantastic to have you on. Thanks so much. Uh, it's been an incredible ride so far, mate. And uh, it's one of those – this is actually funny to say, but when I was at Carlton as a, a bloke admiring footy, you were always that guy that I just wanted to be friends with. <laughs> is that weird to say? But we're, we're best mates now. It's good. Um, hopefully teammates in uh, this season, which would be fantastic. It's going to be a good view for yourself. You've been unreal. Uh, best of luck and hopefully we can get that sausage deal off the ground mate thanks again for coming on yeah hopefully we can get your diamond deal as well mate (laughs) pleasure being here thanks for listening to the show hope you enjoyed it the Dylan Friends podcast is produced by me Dylan and is edited by my great mate Ryan Miller to keep notified on the release please subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you listen 
If you want to see more of myself and the podcast, please follow at Dill Buckley and at Dylan Friends on Instagram. And if you want to contact me directly, please email dillandfriends at outlook.com. And don't forget to be yourself because everyone else is taken. That was legitness. Yeah, it was.